And we are back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we are joined in studio by Dr. Rudolph, who is here to talk to us a little bit about RAM reality, virtual reality, and everything that has to do with that. So Dr. Rudolph, uh, RAM reality is um, described on its website as an XR symposium. Could you tell us a little bit about what XR means? Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so XR is a term that is an umbrella term that uh, really captures sort of the latest trends in virtual augmented and mixed reality. So virtual reality is where you have digital objects in a virtual world. Augmented reality is where you have data or uh, computer graphic elements overlaid in the real world. Mixed reality is where you have digital objects and data interacting with the real world. And then XR is a term that kind of takes it all and puts it together. It's virtual worlds and objects in real or virtual environments. So it's kind of an umbrella term that captures a lot of the um, recent advances in this technology platform. Interesting. For the uh, difference between VR, uh, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, and mixed reality, could you give us some examples of what those might look like? Yeah, so I'm sure many of the folks listening have perhaps uh, been involved with games inside of virtual reality. So virtual reality is when you put on a goggle and you're totally immersed in a virtual world. And um, augmented reality is when you put on a set of glasses, you can still see the real world, but you have... um, animations or computer graphics in it so um, oculus is a company that really sort of set the stage in 2012 uh, palmer lucky invented a virtual reality goggle that really set the whole uh, industry in motion to make goggles and then of course uh, microsoft came out with uh, their version of an augmented reality the hololens and google glass was an example of also augmented reality and now we have magic leap which is the most uh recognizable name in the augmented reality world i actually haven't heard of magic leap before i'll have to do some research into that one um so we just want to know what what do you think that virtual or augmented reality will do in the future and what role will it play yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and uh, I don't know how many of your listeners saw the movie Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie was a great movie. And, you know, it was a book before. It was a movie. I encourage folks to read the book. But so, you know, humans are very visually dominant animals, and, uh, you know, putting people in a perceptive world is is highly engaging. So the, the applications for virtual reality have really been – Um, at play for many years. We've had virtual environments and training and simulations and places like defense and some corporate worlds. But these goggles, you know, these sort of two or three hundred dollar sets that you can now get, even Google Cardboard, which allows you to drop your phone in, really allows accessibility to this platform like we've never had before. And uh, the training environment's a great place to start where a lot of the applications have um, really emerged because you can drop anybody into an environment and uh, ask them to interact with that environment. That environment could be a training environment like cockpit of a plane. It could be a huddle of of an athletic team where quarterbacks are learning how to be more accurate with a football. and then more recently, we've seen a whole emergen, uh, emergence of uh, applications around mental health. So 
you know, um, meditation, for example, is highly enhanced inside of the virtual environment. Oh, I never thought of that. And uh, so, yeah, so uh, there are lots of interesting applications that have been driven in our uh, XR symposium and RAM reality have kind of been a really nice uh, sort of proving ground for a lot of that. And, and a lot of exciting things have emerged at these events. Very interesting. Uh, our next question actually comes from our, our sports guy, Dixon. Uh, and he, he sadly had to leave, but he did have a question for you, Ren. You want to take it away with that question? Yeah, absolutely. So Dixon was just kind of wondering how um, augmented reality and virtual reality and XR can be implemented in the sports world and the training facilities and even maybe in the games themselves. And I know you were talking a little bit about that before. Yeah. Well, uh, again, the first applications uh, we've seen and actually driven out of the last year's uh, hackathon, reality, RAM reality hackathon, was a concussion protocol. So <clears throat> right now there are a number of tests that are given to athletes who have uh, suspected concussion. And of course, there's a concussion protocol. But inside the virtual world, um, the hand-eye coordination that can be measured very accurately becomes a really strong foundation to measure essentially effects of concussion and return to play measurements that allow athletes to go back into play. So we've seen um, very direct applications in sports around uh, certainly um, you know medical treatments or uh, treatments of athletes in injury, both head and show and and body. Um, in the training environment, uh, one can all one can be placed into a virtual world where you actually have to run plays. So there are training modules in virtual environments now that allow athletes to train better that uh, also take in measurements from their real world into the virtual world. So on a treadmill, you can tell how fast somebody's running, you can tell how much force they're running with, and you can uh, essentially put an athlete with a virtual immersive environment on a treadmill and, and essentially assess their performance in a near real world kind of environment of the playing field. Huh. So... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never thought of it being used in that way. Usually I, when you think of virtual reality, you always think of like video games. And... I think that could get me in much better shape. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a dinosaur is chasing you. Oh, I was going to say it's like a big pile of like donuts and cookies Ooh. right in front of me. And I'm just like eternally running towards it. Just never quite getting there. Kind of a, yeah. a you know, carrot and a stick situation. Yeah. With virtual <laughs> calories too. Oh man, I'd love it if all these calories are virtual. <laughs> so the uh, the website mentions that the symposium is a place for creatives, designers, and psychologists to come together. And I'm very curious, how does psychology play a role in XR? Yeah, um, the events themselves. We this is uh, our fourth uh, hackathon, and the first one we did was a real gamble. We put 50 students in a room for 24 hours. We had prizes, which of course motivated them to stay for 24, uh, 48 hours. But um, the, the kinds of immersive experience that have driven out of it have been really uh, amazing. All we ask is that the students, and now with faculty help, um, think about an immersive experience that uh, relates to our land grant mission. Um, so we've had broad experiences, everything from uh, empathy, where uh, people, a group of students interested in having um, an experience that 
really made you more aware of climate change. So one of the immersive experiences was a, a, an avatar of yourself standing on the uh, edge of uh, the beach, and they fast-forwarded the uh, projected increase in uh, sea level as a result of climate change. And you were standing at this at dock of this pier at the edge of the beach, and suddenly the water rose, and and you, you know, you were immersed as the water rose, and you had that same fear or phobia as you would if you were uh, standing and water was rising around you. Um, we've had uh, an anatomy VR uh, platform that's now being uh, commercialized over in the vet hospital. So digital anatomy in a virtual environment. So now in a surgeon who's going in to uh, plan on a patient in terms of removal of a mass or something like that can take an image from that patient create a three-dimensional virtual environment, put on a set of goggles, and fly into the area where they're going to be operating or doing some procedure. So medical pre-planning uh, is another example. All of these experiences require you know, someone who understands a little bit of the science behind what's being trying to be done in this, in this immersive experience, a little bit of the art of how do you put together a, a compelling immersive experience, and then storytelling. I mean, you know, you have to be able to capture an audience in a five to 10 minute experience. And so the people who've come together at these events have been highly diverse, computer scientists, you know, biologists, chemists, the sort of STEM science arts. Uh, we, we've run uh, art competitions inside the hackathon as well, where art, artists will for the first time pick up a digital brush inside of a virtual environment and create something they never created before. So it, it is a platform that draws a lot of different community stakeholders uh, into to try to create a very unusual experience. And uh, they've been highly diverse. And, and so your mention of you know, psychologists, uh, um, scientists, storytellers, artists. It's, it's a really a diverse community that's come together to try to create around this platform. And with um, shows and movies that are getting a lot of popularity right now, like Ready Player One, um, I just, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, Ender's Game, that talk a lot Love about... Death Robots. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen that one. So all these shows <laughs> that are gaining a lot of popularity and talk about virtual reality and augmented reality, kind of in a darker light almost, um, I wanted to get your opinion because we've talked a lot about the positives of virtual reality, augmented reality, and XR. I wanted to see if you thought that this could possibly in the future or if it is currently being misused or if it's dangerous. Yeah, you know, it, it's a great question and something we're mindful of always when we think of innovation and technology is, you know, what is the ethics and morality around this? And I, I think it's really important, especially because a lot of the people coming to it are, are younger generations, right? And so, um, you know, ethical principles that guide the use of this platform will will be important you know because humans are so perceptive and and because so we're so visually dominant it is a very powerful platform so for example I'll, gi I'll give you an example of of a kind of a danger but in a funny little way 
so one of the early experiences I had in bringing the technology to my office and, you know, I, I had some experience before coming to CSU with the platform in, in medical devices, but um, we got the Oculus Go and we loaded it up with a number of the sort of entertainment modules on it, one of which was a ski jump. And so uh, I put, I won't say which dean, but I put one of the deans of the colleges uh, inside the goggle on the ski jump. Now, if you're f afraid of heights or you've done any of those roller coaster VR, it, it's pretty uh, powerful in terms of how real it'll convince your brain that you're on the precipice of falling. And indeed, this dean took a massive wipeout in my office. He was literally standing there, but he thought he was on the top of a ski jump. And when the program, you know, sent him down that jump, he he did kind of a massive wipeout, which looked odd because, you know, here's somebody standing still thinking they're on a ski jump. And, and so, you know, he didn't get hurt. But, you know, there's an, a, 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 probably a, a simpler example of your question where you can actually be fooled in, in these environments into believing certain things about phobia, about, um, you know, your own vestibular, your sense of balance. So there is not only a physical uh, but a mental stress that one has to consider inside of these things. And, uh, yeah, fear, you know, when you're in a highly perceptive environment like that, human emotions can take over. I think it's always so interesting to hear about uh, how people interact with VR and augmented reality and how that kind of evolves the better the technology gets. Uh, but um, enough about the, the technology itself. Let's talk about the event. Uh, so who are some of the people speaking at the symposium? Yeah, it's 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 always been great because, you know, we were early adopters of this kind of event. As I said, it was a bit of a flyer when we first did it. But we've had great participation from industry, from universities, from, you know, associations engaged in this. So at this event coming up, we always start the event with a symposium. So Friday afternoon, we spend three or four hours hearing from thought leaders from academia, industry, as I said, and I'll mention a few coming this year. And, and then the event starts at six o'clock on Friday night, runs to six o'clock on Sunday. And, you know, it's a, it's a sugar and caffeine fueled event. And, uh, but this year in the symposium, we've got the head of uh, medical VR for HP coming. So, you know, HP Workstations has been in Fort Collins for many, many years. And, and so we're very fortunate to have a close industrial partner like that pushing the platform for a variety of reasons. They, they did a major deal with HTC Vive, so if you're the Vive, so the Vive system. So, you know, we've also enjoyed their participation and, and um, provision of equipment. So HP, uh, they'll be giving a talk uh, on their interest in medicine. We've got, um, and I'm calling up the more specific list here for I can tell you here exactly, but we've got uh, great speakers. Uh, Dan Graham from CSU Department of uh, Psychology is uh, also speaking. Um, so that's a, a great opportunity to hear from somebody on campus. Um, and then uh, we've got uh, somebody from Stanford uh, coming uh, uh, in the Stanford Design, um, who's uh, very well known in in that world, and um, 
His name is uh, Tom Crummel from Stanford Biodesign. Uh, the woman I mentioned earlier from HP is Mary Kate Mahoney. She's the global head of VR for healthcare at HP. Uh, we've got Victoria Enterante uh, at, from the University of Minnesota coming, a professor of computer science. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's really a great chance for students to hear from thought leaders both on campus in industry and around uh, the community of what's going on. And then uh, they'll be around. The other great thing about this event is um, because it's so unusual and we were really out ahead of many folks, these these folks stick around and spend the weekend uh, interacting with the students, kind of watching and helping. We've also gotten great engagement from our faculty. So um, this year, like last year, the faculty have put up some ideas that students can can pick up and and pursue, uh, they can do their own ideas as well. But we've gotten a lot of faculty engagement. So, you know, we'll have faculty from computer science engaged, we'll have faculty from journalism engaged, from art engaged. And so our faculty have really stepped up as well. And then our office, this is one of our favorite events of the year. We really, uh, all of our staff really enjoy spending the weekend and sort of uh, li living the life inside the uh, virtual world. <laughs> I like how you phrase that. <laughs> um, so, this is a this is a big sounding question. But if the entire event had a goal, what would you say the goal of the weekend would be? So uh, it's it's a it's an interesting question because when we started this out, our goal was to bring awareness and visibility to this uh, growing uh, platform, its applications to CSU. I think we've done that, and and in the last few years, we've generated some ideas that have you know gotten their own legs, found funding, and really established uh, some amazing spaces on campus, like at the Richardson Design Center and over in the Health Education Re Outreach Center, where we've created uh, VR theaters and VR classrooms that can accommodate fifty to hundred people. So. You know what I what I think the goals are now is to continue the growth of this on campus in an impactful way against our mission for students, and we've seen that touch uh, lots of different parts of campus. So admissions is now using a CSU immersive experience to attract students. We flew a drone over CSU and took uh, immersive camera footage, so people can fly over the campus now in an immersive experience. They can be in the huddle of the football team. They can, you know, hang out with Cam the Ram. So, you know, it's now starting to touch other parts of our mission. So I think now the goal is to see VR, AR, you know, scale uh, and impact our mission in the most optimal way. It's no longer about, you know, if and when. It's really now about how are we going to integrate this into you know, an experience for our students, staff, and faculty in the most impactful way. Makes me glad that I've grown up right where I grew up so I can <laughs> see this happen. Um, so last question, um, and thank you so much for spending your time oh, with us. It's pleasure. been really great to have you here, Doctor. Um, but my last question is, you, you mentioned that this is for everyone, and it brings together a lot of different concentrations, especially in academia. Um, if a student was listening to this, to us talk today, and was like, wow, that's so cool, I want to get involved. If they wanted to, how could they get involved? Well, we have a website. If they just type in, you know, VR at CSU, what'll come up is the Vice President for Research website where we have a 
not only um, the symposium details, but sort of the whole virtual reality initiative. So, you know, if you go online, there's actually a virtual reality initiative, RAM Reality, on our Vice President for Research webpage. And it describes not only the hackathon and the symposium, but we introduce some virtual reality classes uh, that make it easier uh, for people to learn about this. We actually have equipment that they can learn with. It's in the Morgan Library. And, and so, you know, we introduced a whole bunch of classes. Um, and then there's an AR VR club that was started, um, and that's going really well. So in each on that website, you can learn more about each one of these things, the classes, the clubs, the symposium, the hackathon. Uh, and then, you know, contacting our office, we have a number of student uh, interns involved with our VR initiative. It's been really highly subscribed by our students in our office. And for us, that's that's really great. We get to interact with students. And, and so there's lots of ways to get involved. And then I would say the faculty are getting more involved. So, you know, students on this campus who want to engage in research are going to find more faculty in various departments doing research. I encourage them to talk to their to their faculty about it in their classes and just say, hey, who in this department is doing something with VR? Because what we're finding is since we started this four years ago, there's all kinds of things going on. So I think in addition to going through you know, some central source like us, I think they're going to be finding more opportunity just around campus. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rudolph, for coming on and spending some time with us. Thank you. Really yeah, appreciate you. having All right. you in here today. All right. Thanks very much.